The following is a presentation of the All Andy Alford Network, powered by Anchor. You are listening to Andy on the plethora of platforms with the Anchor Network, whether it be on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Bleaker, and Pocket Cast. However you listen, wherever and whenever you listen, thank you for tuning into the program tonight. And you can always be a part of the show by following us on Twitter. It is at all Andy Alfred. It is at All Andy Alfred and Facebook.com slash All Andy Alfred. Um. Um. Just play the intro. Guess who's back? All in the Alfred. And a shot at a goal. 24 runs in the span. I'm going to get shut out. Dumbino. Hip to a home run. Go! Jack. That's way back. Put some extra relish on my hot dog. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Choo-choo, it's time for all in the Alfred. Ah, welcome in. I love you guys. Welcome in to another edition of All Andy Alfred, a post-game edition, right here on your exclusive home for me. That is the Anchor Network, and that is with the plethora of platforms with the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify. Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Bleaker, Stitcher, however, wherever and however you're listening. Thank you for tuning into the program tonight. You can always be a part of our show by following us on Twitter. It is at AllAndyAlford. It is at AllAndyAlford. As well as Facebook.com slash AllAndyAlford. We just, today is just a terrible day. Absolutely terrible. It, the state of Ohio today is just, the southern part of Ohio is just terrible today. After a tremendous win on Sunday, the Jackets fall today. To the Toronto Maple Leafs, three to nothing. We'll talk about that here in a second. That's where we're going to leave with tonight. We're going to leave with the NHL tonight. The Reds bullpen is atrocious. We'll talk about that. Seriously, it's tied one apiece with the Indians. While the Tigers are just waiting for Friday to come along after this weekend's series, this week's series with St. Louis is washed out because the Cardinals decided to go out to the casino and get COVID. 
this weekend was a fantastic weekend for golf in Northwest Ohio with the Drive-On Championship. We'll recap that and preview the Marathon Classic as well. And uh, an Andy Rance that you don't want to miss right here on All Andy Alford tonight. We're going to lead with the NHL. How can we be how can we be so flat-footed after a tremendous tremendous game one? This today Basically, I will say this. Jonas Corposalo carried his team in game 1. And in game 2, he was left out in the rain and was left out to dry. This game today proves one thing. The Jackets have to be better. You shut down the big four on Sunday. You shut down Matthews. You shut down Martyr. You shut down Tavares. You shut down Nylander. You shut those four guys down. And today, Matthews scores. Tavares scores. Nylander buries the empty netter. And I'm going to say this. We're going to break down game one here in a second. Game one, the Jackets were... That's jacket hockey. They were just killing it on the ice. Making passes, clean passes. Giving them an opportunity and a chance. And I always say this, every time the national media puts the Jackets on national television, they lose. Today was the, was the prime example. Four o'clock game time on NBCSN against the Leafs, and we, pardon my language, I know I got kids out there, so cover your ears, we fucking shit the bed. Not giving a three-fourths of the game was played in the jacket zone in game two. Today. Absolutely today. And this is and this is a team that we're, we're supposed to we're supposed to I told you I didn't expect a sweep. I know this is gonna go the distance. Now I'm more concerned about two things, and we'll get to those here in a second. But this today, and Torch said it best, we sucked. It honestly, we sucked. This game proves that we sucked today. If I was Torch... And I was the players, and I want Nick Felino, and I want those core group of guys to get into the team room either tonight or tomorrow morning and say, we have to be better. 
We left our goalie out to dry. Wariski and Jones have to stay at the freaking point. They have to. They cannot play. They cannot play at the goal line. And they got caught with it today with Tavares. Giving Tavares five white jerseys in front of the net. The puck gets lifted out. Tavares picks it up. Breakaway. Showtime. Score. Two nothing. The Matthews goal, that was a tip in. I'm just going to say that right now. Nothing that Corpy could do. The puck got tipped off of Matthews' stick into the net. It was one nothing, And I knew that the, that the, the Leafs were going to score. After being in the zone for the majority of the game. Forget recapping one. We're going right to two. This game one, it was Atkinson. That's all it was. Getting the game winner. Wemberg getting the empty netter. It was 2-0. They win 2-0. First career, first professional playoff shutout for the Jackets in the playoffs. Congratulations. It doesn't matter after today's performance. It really doesn't. It, it, it's just, and by the way, it was Riley, not Nylander. Shots on goal in today's game. 39-20 to 20 in favor of the Leafs. The Jackets, in the second period alone, did not record a shot in over eight and a half minutes. If you're looking at time of possession, time of possession in this game, literally 45 minutes of puck possession was towards the Leafs. They have five power play chances, but they couldn't connect. That's a good thing. Jackets winning in the faceoff dot. Don't get me wrong, it's a good thing. Jackets out hitting the Leafs, that's a good thing too. But it matters on the scoreboard. And Corpy was just left out to dry. He was left out to dry. And I feel so bad for him. Because his offense wasn't there. I'll just say it again. Warinsky and Jones stay at the blue line. Do not go to the goal line. Dubois looks like what Panarin is. Now, dangling the puck, moving around, and it got interesting on the bench. I don't know if you've seen this. Look it up online. I'll probably share it on our on our Twitter account. But him and Torch went at it. Now, going into Game 3, I'm going to be interested to see what happens between that. But... Bolino's got to step up more. The captain's got to step up more. That defensive core line is 
you know, you know with Savard and Gabrikov and the rest of the pairings are, are great. It's offensively that needs to step up to the plate. Atkinson is Atkinson. We'll, we'll give him that. But Felino's got to be better. Nash has got to be better. Texier's got to be better. Now, I am concerned a little bit about Warinsky. He did get hit. He got his arm taped up. He was a little gingerly. But, but it's still at the same time. They've got to be better. Anderson makes 20 saves, gets his 20th career shutout. This is a bad this was a bad game for us. And I have nobody to blame but the Jackets for this one. This is this is a total team failure. Jenner's gotta be better. Robinson's gotta be better. Felino's gotta be better. Nyquist has gotta be better. Damn it, Alexander Wenberg's gotta be better too. It just frustrated me today. It absolutely frustrated me today. As the Jackets lose 3 to nothing to the Leafs tonight. Now they will play game three of this series on Thursday. 8 p.m. puck drop of that. So we know that we're going to be going to a game four. So this next game is the pivotal game for us. For both teams. Luckily the Jackets are the home team in this game. But I'm not putting any, you know... Both teams get their kind of a feel in Toronto. But Toronto is the host city, but Toronto will be the away team in this game. Let's look at some of the other matchups here in the NHL from today. As round robin and qualifying games continue on. The Islanders are one step closer away from knocking out the Florida Panthers. As they defeated the Panthers today, four to two. Nashville a four two win over Arizona. It was Calgary beating up on Winnipeg and taking the series lead by a score of six to two. You also have Carolina and the Island and the Rangers underway. They're both tied at one apiece going into the third period. And tonight, ten forty five puck drop Minnesota and Vancouver. So, you're looking at all this so far. Here's the recap for you. As we're now officially one week, full week into the, into the NHL fully starting. Because you count the exhibition games and now you count the qualifying games. Pittsburgh and Montreal are tied at one game apiece. Game three is tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. Game three... For Edmonton and Chicago on the Western Conference side, both series is tied at one game apiece. Game three tomorrow night, 10.30 Eastern time. With Nashville's uh, win today, the series is now tied at one game apiece. They'll play tomorrow at 2.30 in the afternoon. Uh, like I said, Minnesota and Vancouver. Minnesota leads the series one game to nothing. They'll play tonight, 10.45 
Uh, they'll play game three, August 6th at 2.30. The Islanders up two games to nothing on Florida. Their next game is tomorrow at noon. They could eliminate the Panthers. Calgary up two games to one on Winnipeg. Their next game is August 6th at 10.30 Eastern. And the round robin looks like this. Colorado is 1-0-0 with two points. Vegas 1-0-0 with two points. St. Louis and Dallas have are 0-1. On the eastern side, Tampa and Philly are at 1-0, and, and Washington and Boston are at 0-1. And, and so round-robin games continue tomorrow as well. Colorado is at Dallas, and Tampa is playing Boston 4 o'clock and 6.30 are those times. Like I mentioned before, the Jackets will play on August 6th, Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern. As the home team, then game four will be the next night, August 7th, a Friday night. So it will be do or die for the next two games for the Jackets and the Leafs. And the good thing out of this whole situation is that no player has tested positive for COVID-19 out of the one week that we have been in. So... That is great to see. Absolutely great to see. Uh, scary moment today, though, in the Leaf game as Jake Muzzin was taken off the ice on a stretcher with less than a minute to play in the game. Uh, he collided with uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois and um, went into the boards but regained, you know, regained you know, his motion but then ran into Oliver Bjorkstrand and went down, got back up, but then went back down again. And he was unfortunately then taken off the ice by a stretcher. And um, he was taken to a hospital for observations, for overnight observations. We'll give you more information about that on Friday's edition of All Andy Offer. We'll be doing a special Friday edition. We'll get to that here in just a second. But, of course, again, as Torch says it best, Said it best tonight. Toronto was better, and we sucked. That's clearly what he said. And they have got to be better. They look flat. They look sloppy. They just look terrible. They've got to be better. And that starts Thursday at at 8 o'clock. And the game's going to be on NBCSN again. So we'll see. We'll absolutely see. As you're listening to All Andy for tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cats, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you for tuning into the podcast this evening. And now uh, let's hit the diamond. The Reds sweep the Tigers. Tigers are now on a break. But the Reds are battling for another cup going on right now. Hi folks, this is Andy Elford, the host of All Andy Elford. I want to talk to you today about my good friends down at the Libby Factory Outlet Store in downtown Toledo. Libby Glass, a worldwide company. Whether you need beer glasses for that first beer for opening day of your baseball team, whether you need plates for your hot dogs, brats, chips, and whether you need a vase for the flowers that you're going to buy your wife to tell her, hey, I'm going to be gone for six months watching sports. Libby has you covered. Visit their Facebook page, Libby Glass Factory Outlet Store, 
for all the specials and deals. And visit their store at 205 South Erie Street in the Warehouse District, right across from the Toledo Farmer's Market, Libby Glass. Setting your table right for more than 100 years. As Libby is setting your table right for more than 100 years, visit them down at the Warehouse District, 205 South Erie Street in downtown Toledo. As you're listening to All Andy Elford tonight right here on the Anchor Network. And that's whether on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening. Thank you so much for tuning in to the show tonight as we are now on to the Diamond. Of course, like I mentioned before, uh, the Reds and the Indians are now battling for the Ohio Cup. We'll get to the Tigers situation here in just a second. But a big series for the Red Legs and the Tribe. The Battle of Ohio Cup presented by the Ohio Lottery. As it is a big four-game series. And we'll talk about the Tigers here now as they hosted the Reds for a three-game series. And they got the better of the Reds on Friday by a score of 7-2. to two. It was the Red Legs falling to the Tigers. It was Jacob Turnbull, the win. He goes to 1-0 with a 2.45 ERA. Castile, the loss. He goes to 0-1 with a 4.50 ERA. Looking at the box score for this game, of course, no home runs hit in the game for either team. It was Turnbull going six innings, three hits, two runs. Those two runs were earned, one walk, six strikeouts in the game for Jacob Turnbull. Castile went six innings, eight hits, five runs. All five were earned, one walk, two strikeouts. No home runs. His ERA, a 4.50 ERA. Time of the game, two hours, 31 minutes at Comerica Park. And then on Saturday, we had a like a downpour rain here in the northwest Ohio, southeastern Michigan area. And, of course, it affected the Tiger game Saturday. It was postponed. So a double dip took place at Comerica Park. And the Red Legs take both, series, both games on the double dip. Two seven-inning games. Remember, Major League Baseball now goes to a seven-inning series for doubleheaders as the Reds take game one of the double dip by a score of four to three. Inglesias, the win, he goes to one and one with an 8.10 ERA. Jimenez, the loss, he goes to 0 and one with a 3.60 ERA in this game. As it was Castellanos homering twice in the game against his former Tiger team, his fourth and fifth of the season as he hit off of Garcia twice in the first and third inning as it was all the offense that the Reds needed in the game. Garcia started for the for the uh, Tigers. He went two innings, three hits, three runs. All three were earned, two walks, two strikeouts. He gave up the two home runs in the game to to Nick Castellanos. Uh, DeScrafani started the game for the Reds. He went five innings, three hits, no runs, none earned, two, no walks, two strikeouts in the game. But uh, Iglesias gets the win. He won an inning in a third with two strikeouts. His ERA 0-1, ERA. For the Tigers in the game, no home runs hit in the game for them. It was a little bit of a delay in a two hours and six minute, two hours and six minute delay before the start of the first of the first pitch on Saturday on on Sunday, and um, it did delay the start. But of course, the Reds 
did pick up the victory in game one. In game two, Trevor Bauer started and he pitched a gem of a ball game as it was Bauer all over going the full length, beating the Tigers and sweeping the double dip and taking two or three from Comerica Park by a score of four to nothing. Bauer gets the one. He goes to 1-0 with a .68 ERA. The loss goes to Daniel Norris. He went an inning and two-thirds, giving up four hits, two runs. All two were earned, two walks, no strikeouts, no home runs. Given up. Schwarber came into the game. He pitched an inning and a third, giving up a, giving up a hit and a strike, but he got a strikeout in the game. Home runs hit in the game. No home runs hit in the game for either team. Um, but the Tigers being blanked by the Reds. Bauer, seven innings, two hits, no walks, uh, two walks, seven strikeouts. His ERA, a point, six, eight ERA as he gets the win going the length of the full seven-inning game. So the Tigers are were scheduled to play St. Louis. Unfortunately, St. Louis went out to a casino during their series last week against the Brewers. And COVID hit the St. Louis Cardinals. A total of seven players and two team coaches, that's nine players in total, tested positive for COVID, including Yadier Molina. So the series has been scrapped by Major League Baseball for the Tigers. The Tigers will now wait to play this weekend. They'll open up a series on Friday in Pittsburgh. 705, 405, and 135 before returning home to play our Sox, the White Sox, for three straight 7-10, 7-10, and a 1-10 start time that Wednesday. So, Tigers are off. I did get a chance to go by the ballpark this afternoon to, you know, as I as I walked through downtown, as I worked downtown. And they were taking batting practice, of course, and uh, I noticed I got this close, this close to catching a batting practice home run. Felt like Zach, Zach Campbell out there, out there in left field, trying to get that ball. So I can be on the board for 2020, but oh well. But like I mentioned before, there is baseball still going on. And the Battle of the Ohio Cup is happening as we speak. As the Indians and the Reds battle out in a four-game series, which we'll see each other only those four times this season. And last night, the Reds got the better of the Indians as they beat them 3-2. to two. A great game for the Reds. As Sonny Gray pitched a gem of a ball game, six innings, four hits, two runs. That one run was earned, two walks, eight strikeouts. He did give up the home run to Lindor in the first inning, his third of the season. But a beautiful game for Sonny Gray. Castellanos homering in the game, his fifth of the season. Joey Votto also homering in the game. 
and those were off of a Plesek, who went seven innings, four hits, three runs. All three runs were earned. One walk, six strikeouts. He did give up the two home runs in the game. So the Reds getting a big win, a big, big win, and getting a one-game-to-nothing lead in the Ohio Cup. And then we have tonight, as we're doing this podcast, after the Reds game tonight and after the Jackets game, and the Reds do fall to the Tribe tonight by a score of 4-2. to two, And they are now under five hundred for the first time again this season. For the second time again this season as the Reds fall 4-2. to two. Shane Bieber, the win, he goes to 3-0 with a .83 ERA. Jones, the loss, he'll go now to uh, 0-1 with a 6.23 ERA. Miley, the start, he does not get the decision of the game. He went six innings. One hit, two walks, six strikeouts. Great performance for the starting rotation for the Reds. It's the bullpen that really killed the Reds tonight. Strope, two-thirds of an innings pitch. One hit, two runs. Uh, two walks, one strikeout. Sims, the blown safe. And inning, a third pitch, one walk. And then Jones. Oh, a third pitting pitch, one walk, one home, one hit, two runs, all two were earned, one walk, one strikeout, one home run. You can't have that. And that home run was coming off of Reyes, his first of the season in the eighth inning. You just can't have that. You just can't. However, for Shane Bieber, he went seven and two-thirds innings for the Indians tonight. Seven and two-thirds, five hits, two runs. Those two runs were earned, two walks, eight strikeouts. He did give up two home runs to Castellanos and Suarez. And that was all the, the runs. The, the, the both runs were solo jacks. And so the Reds now prevail a fall. 4-2 to two to the Indians tonight. Uh, time of the game, 2 hours, 59 minutes at Great American Ballpark. So now the transition up to Cleveland for a three game, for a two game, the rest of the two-game series. It will be Mike Clevenger on the hill for the Tribe. He is 0-1 with a 4.91 ERA. The Reds have not yet named a starter for tomorrow night's game. The concluding game on Thursday sees Cookie Carrasco on the hill 1-1 with a 3.75 ERA. The Reds have not yet named the starter for that one. Tomorrow night's game is a pivotal game for the Ohio Cup. We'll see if if uh, it'll be interesting to see how the Reds and the Indians will shape up and see what happens after this. The Reds then hit, continue to hit the road. They'll go to uh, the Brew Crew, the Milwaukee, for three straight. 8-10 start times Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Sunday's game at 2-10 start time. They'll have a day off, and then they'll welcome in the uh, Kansas City Royals for two and then the Pittsburgh Pirates for four before they hit the road to play the, Car- the Royals for two and the Cardinals for four, but we don't know if the Cardinals will be back in action. We did get a good promising sign today that the Miami Marlins are back. They'll be playing Baltimore this weekend. Everybody's coming back testing negative of the chest. They have enough players now, so they will be back into the rotation. So that's a good sign. But also a bad sign for the Reds, it was Mike Moustakis. Mike Moustakis, the second baseman, exited Tuesday's game against the Indians 
at uh, at GAB Paw Park because a brood left quadricep muscle. Musakis was over two with two strikeouts in the game tonight. After the series for the Reds with the Indians, the Indians then will take on the White Sox on the south side. Our Sox were an 8-10 start time Friday, 2-10 start time on Saturday, and a 2-10 start time on Sunday before a day off. And then they welcome in the Chicago Cubs for two games at Progressive Field, the return of Jason Kipnis to Progressive Field. I wonder if the Indians are going to do a, a tribute to him. I, I I would like to see that. And then they'll have a three-game series at Comerica Park the 14th, 15th, and 16th of August as well. So a lot to get into with that once we get, once it comes around the corner. Of course, looking at the line scorecard for tonight's game, of course, like I said, Miami back on the field tonight as they play in Baltimore. Miami up 3-0 at the end of the sixth inning over the Baltimore Orioles. In the bottom of the sixth is the White Sox 2, the Brew Crew 2. In the bottom of the seventh is the Royals falling right now to the Cubs 4-2. The Rockies up 3-2 on San Francisco at top of the sixth. At the end of the four, it's nothing-nothing between the A's and the Rangers. Top five sees the Padres, who are 7-4, tying with the Dodgers up 2-0 at Petco Park. Middle of the fourth sees the Astros up three to nothing on the on the um, Diamondbacks. Just underway in Seattle between the Angels and the Mariners. We have the two finals for tonight. It is the the um, the De- the Devil Rays, formerly the Devil Rays, now the Tampa Bay Rays. I wonder five to one over Boston, and Boston is struggling, my friends. They are three and eight to start the season. Minnesota a winner seven to three over the Pittsburgh Pirates. So looking at it, here is the updated standings going into this week's play. Minnesota is on top of the Central Division at 9-2. The White Sox are 6-4, and four, two and a half games out of first place. The Indians are at 500 at 6-6. Six and six. The Tigers are at 5-5 five and five at 500. And the Royals are 3-8, and eight, six games out of first place. In the East, it is the Yankees at 8-1. and one. They have not lost a game in, in their last seven. Baltimore is 5 and 3, Tampa Bay is 5 and 6, Toronto is 3 and 4, and Boston is 3 and 8, 6 games out of first place. In the West it is the A's at 6 and 4, Houston is 5 and 4, Texas is 3 and 5, the Mariners are 4 and 7, and the Angels are 3 and 7, 3 games out of first place. In the East right now, technically it would be the Miami Marlins on top. They are the best winning percentage right now at a point six six seven. They're two and one. Remember, they are just starting back up after their COVID skin over their COVID situation. Atlanta is seven and four overall. Um, the Nationals are three and four. The Mets are four and seven, and the Phillies are one and three right now. Remember, the Phillies are also dealing with COVID situations. Their games are on delay and canceled as of right now. In the Central, the Cubs are eight and two. The Reds are five and six. Three and a half games out of first place. Milwaukee is three and four. Three and a half games out of first place. The COVID Cardinals are two and three. And the and the Pittsburgh Pirates are two and nine. 
six and a half games on first place. The West is an interesting division right now. The Rockies are on top right now at seven and two. The Dodgers are seven and four, and the Padres are seven and four as well. San Francisco is five and six, and the Arizona Diamondbacks are three and seven. Four and a half games out of first place. So it will be interesting to see how everything all shakes out. Of course, um, looking at some news around Major League Baseball, of course. Um, uh, Mike Trout welcomes in a new baby. And he, after missing four games of the birth of his son, Mike Trout is pretty is ready to be back on the diamond. Uh, the big news, of course, was Sunday. And I will share this with you with Joanna Cespedes. Cespedes has opted out of his 2020 contract. Now, let me just say this. On Sunday, I was I was working. I got a Facebook note, not a Facebook notification, but an ESPN notification that Joanna Cespedes has not reported to the Mets clubhouse. Now, he played the night before in Atlanta. So my first thought was, oh, no, here we go. Either he's got COVID or he's just, you know, he opts out of his contract. He got on a plane after after he goes 0-3 and a bat on Saturday and says, I'm done. Isn't that something? You go 0-3. You're playing on the Mets. That's 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 your first problem right there. The Mets are terrible. They're four and seven. But you get on the plane and say, you know, I'm done. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? But we shall see. We shall see what happens. As you are listening to all Andy Elford tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you for so much for tuning into the show tonight. Of course, this is the post-game edition as the Jackets sucked tonight by a score of 3 to nothing to the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Reds falling to the Indians 4-2. to But let's talk some positives, of course. And the big positive was the return of the LPGA to Northwest Ohio. And boy, oh boy, was it a fantastic final round. The Ladies Professional Golfers Association returns to action. They choose Northwest Ohio to come return to play. And they choose the famous Inverness Club, the hosts of the 2021 Solheim Cup for their restart. And it was a tremendous action this past weekend at the Inverness Club as it was Danielle Kang going basically almost a distance and winning the drive-on championship for the purse of $1 million right here in Northwest Ohio, in Toledo, Ohio as I'm going to give you the recap for you right here on All Andy Alford as Danielle Kang has a tremendous weekend. She wins $150,000 as she, as the LPGA returns to action this past weekend. 
Her three rounds consisted of a 66, 73, and 70, shooting seven under par for the tournament. She finishes in the top spot. Celine Boutier gets Boutier uh, finishes in second. She wins $91,269. She shoots a 68, 71, and 71, finishing for the tournament six under par. And she almost holded it. She almost putted her way to a playoff at 18. It just misses the cup by about two inches and misses her opportunity to win the drive-on, the force of playoff for the for the drive-on championship. Minji Lee finishes in third spot. She finishes four under par for the tournament. Her three rounds consisted of a 69, 73, and a 70, and she wins $66,209. Uh, Yuri Kuromoto, who I think when we preview the Marathon Classic, could be the front runner, in my opinion, to winning the Marathon Classic. Had a great outing. This rookie finishing with a 70, 71, and 72 in her three rounds. Three under for the tournament. She wins $51,218 from her weekend play. Jody Edward Standoff finishes fifth overall with a two under par. Her three rounds consisted of a 67, 72, and 75. She wins $41,225. Tie for six are the following players. It was uh, Germa Dryberg with a 73, 72, and 71. Brittany Lang finishes with three rounds of 72. And she, they both, and uh, Mira Hangley wins, gets an even par as well. As well as Sarah Burnham. And Sarah Swartzel all tied for six. They each win $25,834. They all finish even par. Tied for 11th with Megan Kang, Carolyn Messon, Ann Van Dam, Kelly Tan, Leanne Pace, and all, all those ladies finishes tied for 11th, one over par for the tournament. They all win $16,499. Tied for 16th with Lexi Thompson. Lexi, good outing. She shot a 73, 72, and 73, but she finishes two over par for the tournament. She gets $12,742 along with Emily Olsen, Carolyn Segunda, and Paris Delacour. Tie for 16th spot. Uh, tie for 20th was Kendall Dye, uh, Elena Sharp, Magdalene Sandstrom, Brittany Adelmeyer, uh, Arana Mazona and Austin Ernst, as well as Jasmine Suwanapura and Hang He Young Park, all tied for 20th. They all received $10,131 for their time played, and they all finished three over par for the tournament. Lydia Ko finishes in 28th spot. She shot a 69, 80, and 71, four over for the tournament. She gets $6,262. Along with Sarah Kemp, Jenny Shin, as well as Sydney Clayton, Bianca Palaganda, as well as Angel Lynn, Nia Sokua, uh, Leslie Salas, Ashley Burnham, as well as Paula Rito, and Abin Venezuela, as well as June Lynn, as well. They all finished tie for 28th. Four over par for the tournament. Uh, Charlotte Thompson, Nellie Cora, Kristen Tellis, Jennifer Strong, 
Song, Kristen Kim, Kim Kaufman, Anna Norquist, uh, as well as Isa Gaba, Gazba, as well as Juan John, Christy Kerr, Yu Lu, as well as all those ladies tied tied for 40th, five over par. They get $4,293 for their time played at the Drive-On Championship. Another, well, and those are the top 50. Uh, looking at some of the other ones, Morgan Pressel tied for 51st. She's shot six over par for the tournament, 73, 74, 75. She gets $2,998. Brittany Lincoln gets a, shoots a 73, 74, and 75, six over $2,998. For her time played, uh, Jennifer Cupcho, 72, 76, and 75 for her three rounds. Shooting seven over par for the tournament, tied for 60th. She gets $2,424 for her time played. Toledo's own Stacey Lewis, nine over par for the tournament. She shoots a 77, 73, and 75. Nine over par, she gets $2,036 for her time. Along with Cheyenne Woods, who finishes nine over par, Three rounds of 75, nine over par for the tournament, $2,036 for her time to be that played. So that was the recap from the Drive-On Championship as well. And uh, let's hear from the champion, Daniel Kang, courtesy of the Golf Channel for our coverage to speak with the winner of the Drive-On Championship. You were ready for this. Did you feel ready starting the day? Yeah, I did. I worked really hard for the last seven months, and um, we did a lot of great work. And Butch, I'm glad Butch had seven months off and has got to spend all, all this time with me. So I'm really excited right now. <laughs> How much of a grind is this golf course, and why do you think you excel on the tough courses? Uh, I think that I do really uh, well. Hold on a sec. I'm just so I'm excited. <laughs> okay. Um, I... I think just keeping patience and trusting all aspects of your golf game really brings it out of this golf course. Um, I knew that I knew where I was standing three holes left. I checked the phone and I wanted to know where I was standing and just the final hole stretch. But yeah, I, you can't just you got to respect the golf course. I think that's how I tried to do. And even little putts, I didn't take it for granted and kept focus and everything. So. And lastly, how much will you be glued to the TV this afternoon watching Maverick and his attempt to win his I first? I know. I'm really excited to watch. It'll be really cool if we both could uh, host this trophy today. All right. That's coming up next right here on Golf Channel. Congratulations yet again. Thank you. So you just heard from the champion of the Drive-On Championship, Danielle Kang. And it all leads now into the first full tournament of the season. From the rolling hills of Ottawa Hills to the beautiful skyline and concrete potholes of Toledo, Ohio, from the beautiful Lake and Bay in Oregon, Ohio, to our nation's history in Perrysburg, comes a golf tournament unlike any other in the Northwest Ohio scene, a golf course that's simply known as Highland Meadows. For the first time this year, play without spectators. The best women golfers descend on this course for four days to see who will lift the trophy made by Libby Glass. 
It is time, my friends. This is the Marathon Classic, presented by Dana in Sylvania, Ohio. As this is that time of year, my friends, we have waited through the quarantine. We have waited for the sign to come play. Unfortunately, this year, the fans will not be cheering. But they'll be cheering from home. But we will be covering for you every step of the way here on All Andy Alfred. As we will be live on the course Friday and Saturdays to give you the full play-by-play -play of the tournament. Friday being the big cut day. The setup for who's going to be playing Saturday right here in Sylvania, Ohio. As we are going over the Marathon Classic, of course, we're going to look at some of the invitees. A lot of them are, that played in the Drive-On Championship will be playing in this. And the invitee space, spaces are as follows. Casey Miller, Cheyenne Woods, Sierra Brooks, Sarah Hoffman, and Anna Blanc have all entered into the invitee space. The top 80 golfers will also be participating in this. Nellie Cora, Lexi Thompson, Mingji Lee, Danielle Kang, who just won the Drive-On Championship, will be a part of this. Uh, Leslie Salas, uh, Carolyn Zagunda, Amy Yang, Yu Lu, Brittany Adamire, Jessica Cora, Brittany Lincoln, Celine Bautier, who was the runner-up in the Drive-On Championship will be a part of this. Carolyn Messon, as well as uh, Allie McDonald, Morgan Pressel, Jennifer Cupcho, Jasmine Suwanapura, a reigning Marathon Classic champion, uh, Kristen Gilman, as well as Jenny Shin, Lydia Ko, a former Marathon Classic winner as well, Anna Norquist, Elena Sharp. A lot of the players that played in the Drive-On Championship will be playing in this tournament. Stacy Lewis as well, who is the big rep for Marathon, one of her sponsors. Austin Ernst will also be playing in this as well. Uh, Ryan O'Toole, as well as Charlotte Thompson and Christy Kerr. Major winners, of course, Brittany Lang, Angela Stanford, and Perna Lindbergh will also be being a part of this. Uh, Hinji Young as winner will be into this as well too. Looking at, it'll also be the top 10 LPGA Sigma Tour players will be in this. As it'll be Esther Lee, Robin, Robin Ree, uh, Julienta Garanda, Jillian Hulse, Jenny Coleman, Patty Turner-Kent, as well as Pereira Delacour as well. As well as Ann Van Dam, Sarah Kemp, Patrice Ricci, who, is, who was a runner-up in the Marathon Classic as well. Uh, Maria Fesson will also be a part of this as well as Mariah Stackhouse will be. Um, the top 45, the Q Series, will be a part of this as well. Will be Lindsay Weaver, Jacqueline Lee, Emma Talley, Abuela Venezuela, as well as Yari Koromoto, who I think is the front runner, in my opinion, for the Marathon Classic, in my opinion. We'll see what happens. She's my pick. She looked very, very good 
at Inverness Club. I think she'll be very, very good on the greens at Highland Meadows. And the weather is going to be perfect for this weekend. Usually, traditionally, it is going to usually becomes one of those hot weekends. The weather this weekend is going to be perfect for the Marathon Classic. Thursday, 76 and sunny. Friday, 80. Saturday, 82. A chance of rain for Championship Sunday, but that will be late in the evening. So we will already have our champion crown by then. So it is going to be a full slate, a full crew. Uh, one thing I did notice, of course, there is no, the number one golfer in the world is not playing in this. Um, you also have no Brooke Henderson as well and no Michelle Wee in this. But um, the full Sigma Tour fill is in this as well. Um, Madison Pressel is in this. So 152 golfers will enter in this Thursday to see who will lift the trophy made by Libby Glass. And we are here to cover it for you right here on the Anchor Network. If you don't know Highland Meadows, a par 71, 6,555 yards. The purse this year, $1.7 million. Uh, the green speed is a 12-inch average. Rough height is about 3 inches tall. Uh, greens are fairways, uh, bent grass. Rough is a Kentucky bluegrass. Of course, this is the 35th year of the Marathon Classic, formerly the Jamie Farr Classic, formerly the Kroger Classic. Jamie Farr Kroger Class Owens Corning Classic as the best is on play. And uh, unfortunately, Sang Young Kim will not be participating in this tournament. Uh, due to the COVID-19 pandemic, Kim has decided not to travel from her home in the Republic of Korea and will not defend this championship. And uh, some information about the Marathon Classic for you. This is the 35th year. It started in 1984 and with the inaugural Jamie Farr Toledo Classic. Of course, we all know Jamie Farr as known as Klinger from the TV show MASH. Hosted the tournament through 2012. The most winner, the biggest winner of the tournament, of course, was the legendary Sari Pak, winning in the 98, 99, 2001, 2003, and 2007, and holds the 72-hole record with a 23 under par. The U.S. has seen 13 winners of this tournament, with the most recent winner being in 2008, by Paula Kramer. Uh, the the and the LPGA are conducting COVID-19 testing during this pre-tournament testing at the Marathon Classic presented by Dana on Sunday, and it returned it has returned one positive result as a caddy has tested positive for COVID-19 and has begun his 10-day quarantine. His player, uh, Peruni. Bernie Delacour has withdrew from the event due to the close contact. So she said, after learning that my caddy tested positive today, despite not having any symptoms, I have withdrawn from this week's event in order to self-isolate following the CDC and LPGA guidelines. I feel pretty normal. 
perfectly normal and I want to do the right thing. I'm looking forward to competing as soon as it's safe to do as possible. So with Kim not defending the title this year, it is opened up to whoever is out there. Like I said, Korimoto, I think, is the front runner in my opinion. You can also put uh, Patrice Couture as well, and you can have Danielle Kang as well. But I think Korimoto is the front runner in my opinion for the Marathon Classic. And uh, we're going to give you the full coverage right here on All Andy Alford. Looking forward to it right here on the Anchor Network. We'll be doing four shows in, in those four days. Recapping every the first uh, all four days of the tournament, round one starting on Thursday, a special edition of All Andy Alford on Friday, as we will be at the ninth hole, giving you all the play-by-play throughout the day, and um, looking forward to that as well. And uh, Saturday, of course, being another day, we're at the ninth hole for the regular setup day before Championship Sunday. As we will have the post show right here on All Andy Elford. So looking forward to that right here on the Anchor Network. And by the way, another big player, Jillian Hulse, comes back to her home state this week to compete in the Marathon Classic for the second time. But it is her first time as an LPGA member. She was a sponsor invite in 2014 as an amateur and again in 2018 with the Sigma Tour players, and the 23-year-old from suburban Cleveland will compete in her third LPGA tournament in 2020 and her third Marathon Classic. So looking forward to having some, you know, some local blood in this tournament besides Stacy Lewis, of course. And the Lewis Lou crew won't be on the course because no spectators in the crowd, unfortunately, because of the rivid rising of the COVID cases. So there's that for you. So uh, full coverage right here on All Andy Alford. And the TV coverage looks like this. It will start Thursday, 1 o'clock Eastern to 4 o'clock Eastern. All four rounds will be on the Golf Channel. Friday's coverage, champion, uh, the cut day coverage, 4 o'clock to 7 o'clock, will be on the air at 6 Four Friday show, Saturday show another four four to six on Golf Channel will be on the air at five o'clock to give you the recap and then Sunday Championship Sunday we will have the special edition as we will be on the air late at nine o'clock for our show to recap the Marathon Classic. After the Marathon Classic, the ladies head across the pond. They will head to Scotland for the Scottish Open. So, there's that for you. It all starts in America and heads back to Scotland. The Marathon Classic, this week, right here on All Andy Alfred. As you are listening to All Andy Alfred tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, However you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you for so much for tuning into the show tonight. And we are now going to head into the other sports recap and take a look at the other things in sports. Of course, the NBA is back in action. We'll, we'll dabble a little bit into that as well as NASCAR and the PGA as they get ready for the PGA Championship this weekend.
as it was Richie Warinsky holding a flop shot on the fairway on the par 4 16th for a eagle, and then he birdied on his last hole to get a one-point victory over Troy Murrett on Sunday in the Barracuda Championship. Warinsky winning for the first time in the PGA Tour, scoring thir- a thir- 13 points in the final round at Tahoe's Mountain Club Golf Course for the first time after 21 years at Mountain Golf and Country Club. The 28-year-old former Georgia Tech player as uh, one an event three years after losing to Chris Stahl on the second round of the playoff hole as he hit he made a 15 foot putt on 18 to win the tournament and winning winning huge for him as the PGA now heads into the PGA championship this upcoming weekend of course Brooks Kepka the defending champion of the of the Open, as it is a huge weekend, as Tiger will be in action, of course, and ESPN and CBS will have the full coverage of the PGA Championship. After that, you'll have the Wyndham Championship, the BMM Championship, the Tour Championship. It's September fourth through the seventh, and remember, we will then have, of course, a lot of the championships get reshuffled back in, including the Masters. That will be taking place in September. So looking forward to that as we head into the other sports recap right here on All Andy Elford on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you for tuning in. Of course, this big weekend in the NASCAR circuit was at New Hampshire. Brad Keselowski getting the win. Denny Hamlin finishing a second. Mark and Marcus Tru- Mark Truex gets the third place finish. Martin Truex gets the third place finish. Joey Logano is in fourth. Kevin Harvick finishes fifth. Matthew Delabeto finishes in sixth. Eric Almarola finishes seventh. Cole Custer eighth. Chase Elliott finishes ninth. Tyler Reddick finishes tenth. William Bryan finishes eleventh. Jimmy Johnson gets a twelfth place finish. Austin Dillon thirteenth. Alex Bowman is fifteenth. Kurt Busch finishes 17th spot. Clint Boyer, 18th. Ryan Blaney finishes in 20th. Ty Dillon, 22nd. Ryan Newman, 21st. Bubba Wallace finishes in 23rd. Eric Jones finishes 24th. Uh, Daniel Suarez, 26th. As uh, Joey Gase finishes 34th. Kyle Busch finishes in 38th spot. Matt Kenseth, 37th. So the, the boys now head to Michigan this week. Yes, they head up to Brooklyn. For two races in two days, Saturday and Sunday, August 8th and 9th, before they head back to Daytona for a race August 16th, all races on NBCSN. So there's your NASCAR coverage for you right there. Major League Soccer still continuing on their tournament, of course. Um, the uh uh, Minnesota getting a big win over San Jose, four to one. Portland beating New York City, three to one, which now sets up Minnesota versus uh, uh, Philadelphia versus Portland tomorrow night, eight o'clock first kick, and then it'll be Orlando and Minnesota on Thursday, and the winner will have the championship game 
on the 11th of August, next Tuesday, for the MLS back-to-play tournament. Of course, the crew and the NFC Cincinnati both eliminated from the playoffs. Looking at the NBA, of course, the NBA into full swing. They're playing their regular season games. Full slate a tilt taking place. We just had a final. Miami getting a 112-106 win over the Boston Celtics. Indiana a 120-109 win over Orlando. Phoenix a 117-115 win over the Clippers. It was Dallas a 114-110 overtime win over Sacramento. Brooklyn a 119-116 win over the Milwaukee Bucks. You have Houston and Portland just getting underway here in Orlando. Last night, of course, the Lakers taking on the Utah Jazz. The Lakers winning 116-108 to and clinching the overall number one seed in the West. Uh, Philadelphia 132-130 over San Antonio. New Orleans a 109-99 win over Memphis. Indiana a 111-100 win over Washington. Denver 121, Oklahoma City 113, and Toronto 107-103 win over Miami on Monday. Tomorrow's slate looks like this. Memphis is against Utah. Yeah, Philadelphia, Washington, Denver, and San Antonio, Oklahoma City, and the Lakers. 6.30 tip on ESPN. 8 o'clock tip sees Toronto and Orlando. And the Nets are taking on Boston. 9 o'clock tip off. Thursday's TNT games are as follows. 4 o'clock Eastern. It'll be Miami and Milwaukee. 6.30 sees the Lake, uh, the Clippers and the, the Mavericks. And the Lake Cap sees a great game. Lakers and Rockets. 9 o'clock possible Western Conference final for that one right there. So full slate of games going on right there. Uh, other news and notes to pass along, of course, as uh, 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 Jackson out f- for Memphis, out with the torn meniscus, out for the season. And uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens with how Memphis is doing in their run to get into the playoffs. As you're listening to All ADL for tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you for tuning in. And now it is time to hit the end of our program tonight, and it is now time for Andy Rants. So it's now time for Andy Rants, and uh, I want to thank you for tuning into the podcast tonight. If you haven't hit the subscribe button yet, then what are you doing? Hit the subscribe button. We do podcasts every Tuesday and Friday right here on the Anchor Network. And this week, special week with the Marathon Classic taking place at Highland Meadows Golf Course in Sylvania, Ohio. We'll be doing shows now Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to recap the day's events. And I uh, want to thank you for making... Uh, making last week's shows, uh, thir- uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday shows, are really good ratings with uh, with the Anchor Network for the coverage of the Drive-On Championship. Uh, you know, we, we took the show, the idea, when they announced that they were doing this, and we, we went to Anchor and said, hey, uh, any possibility of, you know, us, you know, covering it? And they said, Yes, we can cover it, and um, we applied for the credential. Could not get the credential. Um, have the credential for this week for the Marathon Classic, thank goodness. Um, after a long debacle, we have it, and uh, looking forward to 
covering the event for you guys right here on the Anchor Network as we're, you know, a small freelancing podcast that, you know, covers the local sports scene. Um, wanted to talk today about about what's happening in the world, of course. Our, our thoughts and pres- prayers are with the city of Lebanon and what happened today. Uh, if you haven't heard... Um, a fireworks manufacturing company. Uh, the building imploded, sending. Uh, if you haven't seen the footage, it was just absolutely amazing. Um, it looked to me like like an atomic bomb went off, and the wave, the sound waves, which is amazing. Uh, it's amazing to see that. But it's unfortunate that 30 people are dead and 3,000 3, people are injured or are hurt. There's a lot of people that are missing as well, too, because of the situation. So our thoughts and prayers are with the people of Lebanon. And, and we're, we're looking for that. We're hoping that, you know, the numbers don't fully increase of it but just the footage and the evidence just see that just absolutely i i took it as that is what the what the um what an atom bomb would look like because i've never i wasn't born during hiroshima i wasn't born when they were testing the atom bombs in the water and everything like that but that bomb that explosion just looked like like the pictures and the video that I've seen of like them imploding stuff like that like uh, a nuclear explosion so our thoughts and prayers are with them um are also our thoughts and prayers are with uh the Samuelson family Jamie Samuelson up in Detroit uh I met Jamie a, f- a few years ago uh we we went in passing uh I introduced myself um, he is one of the guy, one of the nicest guys I've met in the Detroit sports scene. Um, he gave me some advice, career advice in sports broadcasting. Um, he came down to Bowling Green a couple times. Uh, I seen him recently, maybe about a year ago or two years ago. And, um, I, I ran into him at a, at a, at a Lions event and, um, it, it, he, he was a nice guy. He really was, and um, you know, it, it sucks to, that this this man is gone from us, and um, even worse, it, it's colon cancer that did it. Um, my grandmother passed away from colon cancer, um, so I know the hardship of this, and it hurts the Detroit. This hurts because it's the Detroit sports scene, and you know we see him every Sunday prior to the Lions game covering him uh when i was watching when we had fox 2 sports works up here and down here in toledo when i was a kid i watched sunday nights and i would just take notes of what he was talking about the lions talking about the detroit sports scene and you know i would take that and i would use that for the show and um he is truly going to be missed and uh, to all those that are affected by his loss, I, I say, you know, um, uh, we're here for you, uh, especially his family uh, and his closest friends. I know Stoney and Wojo were good friends with him. 
uh, Dan Miller up in Fox 2 Detroit. Those are good friends with them too. Um, but uh, our, our thoughts and prayers are with his family and his, 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 his kids and his wife. And colon cancer is for real, folks. You know, it's one of, the, one of those things that you don't really think about taking people's lives, but it takes so many people's lives away from them. And, um, and you know, this is, you know, this is, a, this one, this one hurts. This one hurts. And I, I do appreciate what the Tigers did on Sunday. They did pay homage to him. Um, the Lions have paid homage to him, and uh, we're paying homage for him right here as our, as uh, James Hamilton dead at the age of 48 to colon cancer. Our thoughts and prayers are with his family. That's going to wrap it up for all Andy Elford tonight right here on the Anchor Network. We will be back on the air on Thursday for round one coverage of the Marathon Classic right here on the Anchor Network. I hope you can tune in for uh, tune in to that. Um, Thursday, we'll have coverage Thursday. Like I said, uh, the coverage Thursday will be 7 o'clock Eastern uh, for the recap of round one. Round two recap coverage will be at 7 o'clock as well. We'll tape the show at 7. It'll be posted by 8. Um, but Friday show, a full live edition of full edition of all Andy Alfred. As the Jackets will be in the game th- past game 3. As well as the Tigers getting back into action against Pittsburgh. And we'll find out who wins the Ohio Cup as well. And uh, we'll also have our, our second round cut day coverage of the Marathon Classic Friday uh, Saturday's edition. We have a short version with the Saturday edition and then Championship Sunday, a full recap of the Marathon Classic right here on the Anchor Network. That is all the time I have for you tonight right here on the Anchor Network. I hope the show didn't suck like the Jackets did tonight. That's all I have to say. That's all I have to say about that. Until then, this is Andy Elford saying I'm pulling for you. We're all in this together. Game of life. Keep your stick on the ice and hit them straight. And to the teams you root for at home and to my teams, come on, Jackets, get back into the winning fray. Let's take care of business on Thursday night. Let's go Reds. Let's go Tigers. And let's go Falcons. And wear a damn mask. Victory is sweetest when you have tasted defeat. Have a great evening, everybody. I'll talk to you guys on Thursday for round one coverage of the Marathon Classic. Love you. Talk to you guys then. This has been a presentation of the All Andy Elford Network powered by Anchor. You have been listening to Andy right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, Bleaker, however you listen, wherever and whenever you're listening. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. And remember, you can follow Andy on Twitter. It is at AllAndyElford. It is at AllAndyElford. Facebook.com slash AllAndyElford. Podcasts are posted every Tuesday and Friday right here on the Anchor Network.